Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everyone. Troy Dooley here with Real Mentors Radio. Running just a few seconds behind, uh, was actually catching up on on the uh, Hurricane Irene. It looks like it's going to go up the East Coast. Obviously, later this weekend, we will get some torrential rains as it goes across the peninsula here. Uh, the rains do up the coast, but I'm more concerned about my son, uh, who is in Cape May, New Jersey. Went through the hurricane yesterday, and, and now they're battening themselves down uh, as they watch what's going on here. But what a great day yesterday was. I, I enjoyed some immense quality time with my lovely bride in the last few years. We've grown somewhat busy, you know, between my travel schedule, her writing books and taking care of kids, and we haven't really invested some of the time that we used to going out on date nights and stuff. And last night we just went over to Five five Guys Burgers and split a burger and just had a good, long, fun time together, came home, and then just had some good quality time just thinking and talking and brainstorming about how we can take our relationship to the next level. And, and you know, we've seen a lot of our friends, I, I talked about this earlier this week, that had gone through a divorce. You know, and and we wondered why. And as as we were chatting yesterday, and I was getting ready for Michael's book, the sixth chapter on Twitter, the Social Media Symphony, I started thinking about how many times Paige and I use technology. Last night was was one of these times. She'd actually, when we got home and were relaxed, the kids were doing their thing. I'd gone back to check and see if there was anything left to do before the day was over. And she texted me and she said, "Hey, I want to clear the air on something." And it might <laughs> it might take a little bit because the kids are running in and out, but but I'll I'll be back. And I said okay. And we spent the next two hours talking and listening through a chat message. And I thought, man, this is this is a little bit interesting. That here we are. We used to send letters to each other, and we talked to each other immensely. I love looking into her eyes. But I as, as I started into this chapter on Twitter, I thought, you know. Couples these days, not just business. You know, we're we're focusing on business because that's what our radio show is. But I thought, man, couples need to use technology more. If you follow me on Facebook, you will see that I am one of the most outspoken husbands on the love that I have for my wife. And I believe that we got to do that, guys. You know, you can't just don't don't think they're going to know. You got to let them know, and you should let the world know. The good things. Now, listen to me. I got some kids of mine that are just dumb as a box of rocks. Sometimes I can't think of even a resourceful way of saying this, except that, and they air their dirty laundry publicly. Man, you can't do that. But you should praise your spouse, your significant other. Matter of fact, later today I might even put out a little Twitter message that says, "I love my princess." I think I can do that under 140 characters. So, done with the monologue. On with the in, in introduction of Twitter. Now, i got to tell you, starting off, guys, I use LinkedIn more than I, I probably do Twitter in the profession. Uh, I am sure, or well, I know for a fact now that I've read this chapter, that I have not utilized Twitter to its fullest. Now, I am very wired. I have somewhere over, over 40 different social profiles, Twitter being one of them. But this is why I, I am so excited about Mike's book. The social media symphony. He he doesn't he doesn't just go out of his way to say listen, focus, pay attention. 
he gives you rock-solid nuggets of information. You know, I was on Fox News earlier today watching the, the, the revolution in Lib- Libya, and I thought, man, Twitter played a part in that, played a part in Egypt, plays a part in everything. You know, small to the point. Now, Mike starts off very, very straightforward. I think every one of us in business thought the same thought. says, I'm being completely serious when I said that I originally thought Twitter was a joke. We all thought Twitter was a joke. We kept saying, how in the heck are they going to make any money? There is no monetization to this. And there wasn't. But, man, did people jump on board. And and to most degree, after reading this chapter, I can tell you most people are not utilizing Twitter to its fullest. Scott Henderson over at Charity Water does, but he's one of the few. See, one of the problems is that we sometimes follow the herd. I call it that that flash mob mentality, and we don't say, hey, how can we use this correctly? Mike writes this. He says, one of the problems with Facebook is that even though we realize social media is being social, most people have different feelings about things at different times. So this actually creates a burden trying to see what everybody's doing. With Twitter, the problem is somewhat solved. There's no friendships. In fact, Twitter doesn't, isn't really a social network per se as much as it is a microblog. Now, I can remember a few years ago, and, and like I've told you guys, I've been in technology for years and years and years. I was using Twitter before networkers thought it was cool. And as I would discuss this with some of my friends who are phenomenal Internet marketers, they'd say, Troy, we don't know if that Twitter thing's going to work because content is king. And I'd shake my head. I said, yeah, content is king, but it's got to be short, concise, and to the point. And I said, besides that, it's the subject line, or in this case, it's the actual tweet, 140 characters that's going to grab the attention of an individual. And, and and Mike validates that for me, and I'm glad, because it took me a while to figure it out. You know, and, and when you can get good enough at copywriting to create a 140-character title to a blog post, put it into Twitter and have it retweeted and drive traffic to your site, you're starting to get Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm learning this. See, that's the kicker here. Twitter is not your typical deal and most people that go over and see it aren't quite sure what it is but just like everything else you have to create your profile now i haven't updated my profile i probably need to do it i think the last time i updated it i was a senior vice president over it at uh, ignite 360 so i need to i need to update this get it going but when you when you do it right and my original twitter I'll tell you exactly what I had. I may go back to this. I used it for my social justice crusades. And I had a little girl, probably about four or five, that was bruised and beaten. And basically it said, no one should have to go through this. And I got a lot of comments on that. People saw that and they realized, man, there's something here. It linked over to the not for sale campaign because we got sick and tired of seeing kids being sold into sex slavery and work slavery and everything else. Twitter is very good at being able to get your cause, your crusade out. It's excellent for business. But Mike writes something here that really brings it in home. He says, one of the hardest things for business tweeters to understand 
is that tweeting should not be about you and your company. See, I'm, I, I believe that the reason our influence and our authority has thrived in social media is because it's not about the Troy show. Just like this radio show, I'm, I'm, I'm promoting Mike. You know, last week we were promoting other people. The week before that, next week I'll be promoting somebody else. We promote other people. My blog is that way. My videos are that way. Everything I do is to serve others. I do not recommend this as a duplicatable business model because you, you don't make as much money as you want to. But, man, you have a lot of fun when it's your true passion and it's your calling. And that's that's the key. And that's what Mike is saying here. He says, you don't have to necessarily promote your competition, but there should be plenty of non-competitive companies and individuals who work in the same or similar field as yours that you can brag about. And see, I'm, I'm big on that. One of, one of the niches that we're an authority in happens to be cyber terrorism or cyber crime. And I am constantly on our blogs that have to do with, with cyber terrorism, cyber crime. We are constantly putting out other people's information, the, the FBI's updates, we're putting in our own stuff. And every now and then I talk about a company that, that I believe in their products and their services, and I'm affiliate for, and we market that. But people know that when we do things, it's because we try it, I, and I do. In that case, I have the actual programs running on all of my computers, and it helps me to keep track of things. We brag about people, uh, programs and services that have to do with helping parents keep accountable uh, for their kids on their cell phones, stuff like that. When, you, when, you're, when you're blogging or tweeting, people say, wow, man, I, that, that's important, cyberbullying, I need to check on that. People like that. So I'm able, I'm, I mean, I'm in a lot of ways I see that I'm utilizing Twitter in some of the areas that Mike has talked about. And it's like, okay, at least I have this one a little bit more handy than I do LinkedIn in some areas, but yet I use LinkedIn more than I do Twitter. And that's what I've got to focus on now is the balancing act of making sure the right stuff is going into Twitter. And, I, and I'll tell you, one of, my, one of my deals is sometimes my titles are longer than 140 characters, and that's why I don't use the Twitter. Now, I've got Twitter on my Facebook, so people can tweet it if they want to. But this is, this is one of those things that I'm working on, and that's why I love doing these books. When I'm going through a book and I say, ah, oh, man, I had an aha moment. Look at the wisdom that I just learned. Then we're able to pass this on. Mike writes this, and this is important. When you do tweet about your company... Don't always make it a direct sales message. Rather, you should try to create a brand image that people can admire and will want to learn more about. Now, the only time that this would be a contradictory statement, and Mike talks about this later in the book, and we may not get to it because these chapters are so full of nuggets. But if you have a promo, then get it out there and use Twitter. Probably Starbucks, in my mind, is the best company when it comes to social media. They are constantly connecting the actual uh, Starbuckers that want to run around all over the place. And they give them free things. They, if you hang out with them, if you're part of it, you know what's going on. You know when you can go into the store and get a free coffee, free song, free free snack, free oatmeal, whatever it is. And you guys know I'm a card-carrying Starbucks person. I mean, this is this is where it comes in. Now... Something else, and I think this is important, because remember early on in the book, 
Mike made it very clear, social media is about relationships. I've made it clear, if you followed me at all, that relationships doesn't start with you talking. It starts with you listening. Last night, when my lovely bride said, I need to clear the air about something, she didn't say, I need to bitch about something. She didn't say, I'm pissed off at you and I need to talk to you. She didn't say, you're a jerk and I want to tell you what you did. She communicated, I need to clear the air about something. And then I was in the mood to what? Listen. Here's what Mike says. It is also important to listen when using Twitter. Use the search feature to find out who is talking about you, your company, and related industries. Retweet anything that is positive and engage people who are communicating about intriguing subjects that you can speak intelligently about. Listening is the key it, it is the number one priority in becoming an authority in your niche. And I say that for two reasons. Mike probably covers this, but this is a, I live by this. Number one, you have total opportunity for, for reputation control. If you are listening and you are searching and you are seeing what people are saying about you, if somebody says you're a dull, negative, disillusioned crybaby, then you know about it. You can get right on there, and you can find out what the what the situation is and how to rectify it. I go back to Starbucks. Starbucks did this during the start of the Iraqi war when, when a post went around that they weren't supporting the troops. Starbucks isn't one of these brands that worries about hitting you with a trademark violation if you put up Starbucks scam or something like that. They will engage at a grassroots level in one of the most proficient ways I've ever seen. You need to do the same thing. Paige and I last night engaged in a beautiful conversation where she was able to share her heart and I was able to listen. Said a lot of I'm sorry's in some areas and and sent her back some questions of my own in some areas which she responded to. Although it's different than what you're doing on Twitter, it's the listening, talking, listening, talking. Listening, 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 talking. See, that's what Twitter is so good at. See, if you if you apply the rules, if you focus on what you're supposed to do, the sky's the limit. Now, by now, you guys are saying, man, this really sucks, Troy, because I don't know how I'm going to keep track of all this stuff. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do it. You guys make it sound so easy, but you work full time, so it's so, so easy for you. Yada, 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 yada. Listen, I told you, this thing's full of nuggets. Mike's going to give us some stuff. Listen to this. You might think that etiquette requires that you read every single tweet every from every single person. It doesn't. Instead, only read tweets of others that you have time and are browsing and you want to pay attention to. It's that simple. Now, we're going to get into some stuff here. This is where it gets good. There are some things that you can do to make it work better for you. Mike writes this. He says, there's numerous tools that have been developed to make using Twitter more effective, efficient, and easy. Search out these tools and see which one is going to work for you. One of the first ones is TweetDeck. TweetDeck is a, is a program you can download onto your desktop. You can keep track of everything that's happening. Okay, You can put it on your, on your uh, smartphone if you want to. You can keep track of it. Uh, Ho- 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 Deck, I think, is another one, yeah. 
you know, that, that works. Twirl is a great application. Now, that allows you to, to check Twitter, FriendFeed, Sismic. I, I use all of these. So you're, you're able to see what's happening, what's going on. Okay, this is what you want to do. This is how you want to do it. Because if you can focus well and you have it at your hands, I, a lot of people say, Troy, why don't you ever show your office? Well, first of all, it's always cluttered. But second of all, it's nobody's business. I have three or four different computers. We run three different screens. You know, one of those screens is nothing but a but an actual uh, business news feed, ticker feed, where we're paying attention to what's going on. It. Another one uh, is is 100% social media, and then there's the one that I actually use when I'm building and and working on on my projects and and what I need to do in business. You know, you got to find what's going to work for you. But there's plenty of tools out there. I use Ping FM, which he writes about in the book. Ping FM, I think, is one of the best out there because I can put in a little, little, 104, I can just look and decide what 140 characters do I want to use, put it in there, use, I use Biddy as my, as my uh, shortener for my URLs, and it goes out to every one of my social profiles. Makes it fast, makes it simple. When I'm on the road, it's phenomenal to be able to use. But what you have to understand, and this is this is the part that sometimes can get a little bit iffy when we're in business, whether we're a small business or a brick-and-mortar business. The average person uses Twitter to tell you that they're in the bathroom picking their nose. Okay, they want you to know, hey, I just I just saw this this girl and she looked like Britney Spears, and I was trying to get a picture of her. She got out of her car. I mean, it's the dumbest stuff you've ever seen. But as I said earlier, it's also used to spur on revolutions. Starbucks uses it well. BK Breco, my good friend over at Vima, uses it in a phenomenal way to keep track of all his field people. But the average person still hasn't totally caught on. There's a lot of crap over there. You Every now and then I go through and I clean out friends. Clean it, clean out anybody following me because I think it's an, it's idiotic. I don't need a bunch of sexy people following me. Come to Vegas and see our sex show. I delete, delete, delete. I don't need that crap. I'm trying to focus in on what I'm using it for. And that's what you need to do. Now, let's let's think a minute. We don't want to look like we're just spamming. We already know that, but we do want to be able to promote some things that are going on. I'm going to I'm going to pick a company like Arbon. You know, Arbon's coming out of their summer season. They're going to be bringing out that new fall line of cosmetics and skincare and and get ready to go into the busy season. If you're in Arbon, it would be a phenomenal place if you're running any kind of promos, pop them up there. If you're with one of the candle companies, great place to do something. Now, the, right after Christmas, if you're in a weight loss company, it would be a great place to start promoting about a, a an 84-day challenge, a 90-day challenge, a 7-day challenge, whatever the case may be. You can do and do it right. If you if in between your promos, you're giving people valuable information. You're talking about your crusade, your causes, your passions. Then it's a phenomenal way. And one of the things that I use Twitter for, I tell you, in the mornings, here's my MO. I get up sometime before the crack of dawn, get get dressed, usually a pair of board shorts and tank top or shirt or something. I head to Starbucks, or not Starbucks, Harbucks. Sit, sit there eating breakfast overlooking the harbor. And I look for really good news stories 
that will spur on discussion inside of my Facebook profile. Or business articles that people can, can find of value. And what I end up doing is I, I, do a, I, I hit share, and I share them in Google Buzz, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Sometimes on my Yahoo profile, but not, not much there. Now I'm getting stuff out there. It has nothing to do with Troy. It has to do with what's important in life. Yesterday I did one on taxes. And in an article that I put up, I I wrote a little short promo that said, I'm so tired of people trying to use tax benefits as a reason to get into a home-based business when the statistics show that 50% of people making less than $250,000 a year don't pay taxes. Well, that spurred on a great conversation. I had a guy said, Troy, I want to be your friend. Most of the time when you say something, it rubs me the wrong way, but it makes me think. That's the kind of friend I want, somebody that's openly communicating and saying the way you talk rubs me wrong. That's awesome. Well, that's what you'd use Twitter for. You put it together, you make it happen. Your blog post, if you're you're doing blog posts, and we're going to get into blogs a little later. Now, here's, here's one that you don't hear a lot about. If something's happening in your town, it's a great place for you to Twitter about it. Get some local business going through there. Let people know what's happening locally, and you'll start to get some local followers in a big way. So what are some of the things that you need to know about? Let's look at at, at the terminology that's used inside of Twitter. One is the hashtag. A hashtag is a word or abbreviation preceded by the pound sign. You know, that little looks like a, I'm going to play tic-tac-toe, you know. It's used in a tweet to identify that the tweet is relevant to a given topic. As an example, if you're tweeting about a job vacancy, you'd put the hashtag in the word jobs. Okay, the at sign. So it's also known as the amp ampersit. Didn't know that. That's something new I just learned. A M P E R S A T. It's used before the Twitter name or of another user. Okay, I use it in Facebook too. Hey, I'm talking at Mike, if I'm if I'm responding directly to him, okay. This lets people know who you're talking about, what website it came from, what it has to do with, what topic. Again, it's very powerful. Okay, this is how you reference people. If you do a retweet or or an RT, that means this is a good tweet, and I'm retweeting it out because everybody needs to use it. Everybody needs to hear it. We all have terminologies in in church. I call them Christianese. You know, because there's certain words that we use in church that the world doesn't use at all. Just like network marketers. Network marketers have words that nobody's ever heard of. I love woodworking. There's words that I use in woodworking that nobody's ever heard of in the real world. unless they're in. The... So that's what Twitter, Twitter has all these little words like that. This is big. Now, if you're a blogger, I mentioned this a little bit ago. If you're a blogger, Twitter is important for two reasons. One, you want to make sure you've got a social plug-in. So that everybody, no matter where they're at, they can they can do it as a media news, they can do it as a as a tweet, they can do it over on Facebook, wherever they want to do it, stumble upon, dig, mashable, you name it, it's there, they do it. But here's the important. Mike writes, the theme of this book is how to integrate different social networking facilities, sites, and services to best serve your promotional marketing needs. 
As previously discussed, the disparity between the natural audiences of Facebook and LinkedIn means that using the two together can deliver better results. Hence comes a blog. See, if you're working everything in tandem in a symphony format, when I, when I put my blog posts up, I have plugins that will automatically send out my blog posts to certain social feeds. That way people know, man, wow. In the last few weeks, I've started changing my weekly videos to where I give a little bit of information in the video, and I tell them, if you want all the rest of the information, you have to go to my blog and watch the whole video and read the article. Why am I doing that? Because I want people to start getting used to it when I launch the new site September 1. This is where things come in. Here's some stuff that Twitter will do for you. It will improve the traffic to your blogs when you use it on your site. You will also be in a close network with many other bloggers because everybody's going to be doing it. You can expand your network and interest at, with interesting people by using Twitter. Consequently, you would be able to widen your profile Naturally, when your profile is widened, the number of people visiting your blogs and leaving comments will also increase. It's huge. Now, something at Twitter that a lot of people I don't think utilize, and Mike talks about this as we come to a close today, the research tool. Listen to what Mike writes. The fact that Twitter has been developed in such a manner so that you can use it while you are searching for any post and see what is trending in the region you're interested in or worldwide. This information can give you inspiration for many different ideas about what you should be covering on your blog in order to keep in touch with your latest industry news and get maximum traffic. Go to Twitter on research. Type in network marketing, MLM. Type in your product that you're marketing and see what's out there. See, this is how you build. This is how you attract Right now, I'm in the middle of a conversation on a critic's blog to direct sales. Actually, a leader specifically in direct sales. When I entered into their community, it was after receiving a, a social connection, saying you should check this out. When I got over into there and I started commenting, this community is so big that over the weekend... They ate up all my bandwidth on my personal site. I, I don't have it on unlimited bandwidth like I do my main my main business website. I had to at ten thirty at night on Saturday night contact my hosting company. Thank goodness I have a great relationship with them, and say, guys, I just burnt through my bandwidth. Can you can you increase my bandwidth and just charge me some more money? That's how cool these guys are. They had it done in a matter of seconds all because I went in and was very polite in a community and started posting and then started tweeting some of their stuff. It's amazing. Folks, you will be blown away at the way you can, you can work this and become an authority in your niche if you just take the time to do it right. You have to buy Mike's book. You can go to M-A-G-O-L-N-I-C-K.com. I also have it over on our, our website. Get this book. Go to Amazon, the Social Media Symphony. I'll be putting a video 
testimonial up, or what do you call it, a review up there after we finish the book. Tomorrow, one of my favorite sites, one that makes me a lot of money, we monetize the majority of our videos, YouTube. Now, it's kind of like Facebook. you got a lot of noise, but it's a great place to build influence in your social footprint. It's awesome. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be right back with us tomorrow for RealMentorsRadio.com.